It's episode 139 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Catherine Hodges. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you very much. I'm excited for you to be a guest as well. Should we tell everyone where we actually are? Yes, we're at the British Improv Project in Stoke Rochford. Is that, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. In a giant mansion uh, in the middle of the countryside. There's lots of sheep around. It's beautiful. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. We're, 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 we're very early on in the weekend, yeah. which is why we're sounding so fresh and <laughs> energised. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, but no, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, excited to uh, do some learning and teaching. Yes, well, let's talk about your teaching. Yeah, um, me and Sean from my group, we are going to be teaching some beatboxing. Wow. Beatboxing 101, so just the basics, but um, enough that you can use it in improv scenes and uh, as background for whatever you need, often drunk karaoke. Really? We've had it a few times where the karaoke, we've been... Like having a group social and um, we've run out of time on the karaoke machine. So that's when we step in uh, for the final song just so that we can carry on and then people come in and kick us out. Like the, the music stopped, you should stop. The music never stops with beatboxing. So <laughs> That's a really, um, that's a really useful, um, I mean I knew about using beatboxing. Uh, in an improv scene, but I've yeah. not considered it for extending your karaoke joy. Yeah, everyday life. Uh, my housemate hates me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she puts up with a lot. <laughs> so what? 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 How did you get excited by beatboxing? Um, so my brother for Christmas one year got me tickets um, to a beatboxing workshop by North Coast. Ah, fantastic! Um, who were amazing, um, Kayla just incredible she's like been world champion um and yeah from there just got hooked and i think i've always liked to make stupid noises uh that's why i do improv <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just fit perfectly yeah um, so um for those of you uh for the listeners who aren't going to be able to make it can you give a little preview of the sort of thing you're going to be doing just a little taster oh okay um so i wanted to beatbox is what yeah. i'm saying <laughs> yeah i'm not going to cheat up something along that's those amazing. lines that's really good yeah you'll just have to come along tomorrow so uh yes or sunday <laughs> so uh, that's fantastic yes thank you <laughs> um so you're well known for being a member of stealing the show oh yep tell me about Stealing the show in great detail okay. while I have my cup of tea. Ah, we are and uh, we do improvised heist movies. We're based in Cambridge. Um, we, yes, long form narrative. So hour long, we get a suggestion from the audience of something to steal, um, a secure location where it can be stolen from, and a special skill that might help, might hinder. In the past, we've had like stabbing or. Um, <laughs> Or knitting, my favourite one, knitting pink bags, pink string bags specifically. Knitting pink string bags. It was this little girl in the audience in um, Norwich. Aww. And it was just wonderful. I was like, That's such a great suggestion. I wish I could knit 
pink string bags in real life. But um, improv made that dream true. Yeah. Um, yes. So get those suggestions and then run the full hour. Um, and we also have a half hour format where we do a sort of interrogation work through a heist and then do scenes based off of that in a sort of Armando style. Ah, that's interesting. As well. So yeah, mixing up a little bit um, and uh, having a lot of fun. I've been in it since um, last year, last February now. So yeah, it's going really well and building and uh, going to places all around the country, which has been a lot of fun. We were at the Leicester Comedy Festival. How was that? Um, that was good. That was my first festival outside of... I did Edinburgh in 2016. Um, so it was weird that no one flyered. Oh, is that not a thing you do at the Leicester Comedy Festival? No, no one oh. flyered. We were just there with like a thousand flyers. Flyers. What do we do with these now? So I'll make a collage eventually. Um, it's the plan. <laughs> How strange. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're doing the hour-long format... Yeah. So you get the, the three suggestions. Yeah. How do you... How do you move from those three suggestions okay. into the show? Uh, yeah, so it was based off something that Hugh, one of the other members, uh, learned at a British improv project back, uh, I want to say, two years ago. Um, State it confidently. Yeah. <laughs> two years ago. Uh, from Kit Murdoch. Yes. Um, does a sort of green scene, amber scene, red scene um, narrative structure so we have our green scenes where we have our heroes and our bad guys just building up relationships together setting the scene building the world in which we live um and then the amber scenes that just run through into the red final heist um where we like there's the confrontation um in the amber scenes we sort of build up the relationship between that are good guys and our bad guys um, and motivations and all of this. And we try and throw in a lot of um, genre-based stuff from heist movies. Uh, so you can have the money, you can have car chases, have a guy on tech on the desk, like, <laughs> I've got the floor plans. Um, and, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do. Uh, I don't think... I think in rehearsals we've done um, Mission Impossible style lowering from the ceiling, <laughs> although obviously only onto two chairs, <laughs> lowering from the imaginary ceiling. Um, How does that manifest itself? I don't... Uh, by someone flopping around on a chair. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it looks actually better than you would think. Yeah. So I'm sad that that hasn't actually come up in a show yet, but something to work in for future. Um, we had a show last night, actually, uh, where we managed to get hit none of the heist things, but it was still fantastic, and it was so much fun. It was set on a pirate ship, um, yeah, stealing a father-in-law's koi carp. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, there was lots of relationships in there, obviously, um, and lots of pirate jokes. So, fantastic. We managed to make the entire cast and audience just break at one point with some dolphin impressions. Um, <laughs> it was beautiful. Never seen more beautiful dolphins than Sean and Hugh. Um, yeah. I'm imagining them as dolphins now. Yeah, I'm sure they... you can probably see it later. <laughs> well, if I ask them nicely. <laughs> so, you're using Kit's uh, red, amber, green, amber, red kind of system. 
Yeah. For the different types of scenes, which is a system I really, really love. Yeah. Do you, in your mind, do you know what colour you're on? Is it consciously thinking about that? Do you communicate it to each other in any way, or is it just a kind of a guide? Um, so we kind of are, the green, the green bit is the most structured bit because then that just allows us to play with all of the rest of it. Um, so I, we definitely know when we're on green, um, at least at the very, the very first, at least two scenes, because there has to be a green scene with, um, we call them Rusty and Ocean, uh, our, our good guys, um, and then the bad guys as well, um, usually a henchman. Uh, and our main villain, um, they both need their own green scenes uh, to set their individual worlds and uh, points of view to get to know the characters before bringing in loads of plot. Um, so I, yeah, we know when we're on green. Um, and then the red, it's kind of obvious when you're doing the heist yeah. that it's like, oh, I've got the object in my hands. I th think this is a red scene now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but in the middle, it's a bit, it's a bit fuzzy. The right, lines. okay, but the middles, middles often are. Yeah. <laughs> and were you a fan of the heist genre before you started improvising them? Because with musicals, I didn't understand musicals, and then I started improvising musicals, and I thought, oh wow, now I suddenly enjoy, enjoy them and I understand them. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like heist films. I'm gonna say I haven't, I haven't watched that many. Oh really? It's pretty. I should watch some more. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't even watched Ocean's Eleven. Or which is what Hugh bases our um, description of. <laughs> it's like, so have you seen Ocean's Eleven? It's basically that, but made up on the spot. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> well, I've not seen it either, but uh, then I'm not in a group that does. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's okay. I've watched some more heist movies now. All right, okay. So Fair I enough. feel like I'm more prepared now. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and you mentioned that you did a show on a pirate ship. So you're, um, you're not just doing kind of modern day sort of realistic settings. I'm just, and I'm also wondering where that comes from because it doesn't come from the suggestion or does it? Oh yeah. So that's the, that was the secure location um, oh, right. where the object was being held. Well, it's just nice to give the audience uh, more input, I think. And it makes all of the shows more varied because um, I mean, it, you could do very modern heists that, uh, each individually very different yes um but it makes i think it builds the energy of the audience when they're like how are uh, they going to achieve this this yes. is so crazy um so i like that yeah so it's it's the secure location yes i suppose that is a location the clue was in the fact that it said location but that's that might inspire you to end up doing a historical heist. Has that ever happened? Um, so, yeah, this one was, um, I think, 17th century. Right. So technically. Us... <laughs> and how was that established? Um, well, we didn't have modern objects oh, right. involved. <laughs> uh, but we did also did not do the... Because, uh, yeah, set in 17th century Spain. And I wasn't quite sure what sort of accent and... Um, uh, vocalization I'd be doing <laughs> for that <laughs> so we just we we start to normal but um it's a lot of fun I really love um, improv and history yeah when 
people when people know about the history that's amazing and when they don't know about the history that's also amazing as long as you do it with confidence then yes. that that is exactly what happened at that time <laughs> so yes you establish in that world this is what people speak like in 17th century spain and then that yeah. becomes true <laughs> fantastic and um you've got uh future plans for stealing the show we do. We're doing Hoopla. Wow. Um, the UK and Ireland Improv Festival, which is going to be so fun. Yes. So excited seeing people who, hopefully some of them will be here as well, um, <laughs> but from all across the country. Um, and that is, yeah, that's great. We've also, um, we've got our monthly night um, at Thirsty. So we have a show every month, but we've got plans. We've got plans to go to other festivals Um carry on with this show but also um branch out into see what we can do for our improv community potentially um as well so yeah there's lots of plans coming up yes. uh, i don't really know what exactly yet. fair enough uh, but it's been a lot of fun so far this year and i'm excited for what's to come cool so you're you're cambridge based and yeah that's one of the reasons you can do the international uk uh and ireland I have not written down the name of the Hoopla Festival. <laughs> UK and Ireland Improv Festival. Thank you very much. Um, so that's one of the reasons you, you're able to play that. Um, is What are the advantages of being in Cambridge as opposed to... I mean, apart from the fact that it's easier for you to get to do stuff because you live in Cambridge. But I'm just curious about the difference between maybe being in Cambridge to being elsewhere. Yeah. Um, it's a really nice community in Cambridge, especially at the moment. Like, I know all of the different groups who are there. Um, there's also a lot of cross collaboration going on so uh, we've been doing workshops with the Impronauts, the Cambridge Impronauts, um, which is a lot of fun and then um, helping out with stewarding for the Ministries show um, and there's just there's so much going on at the moment. Um, SIF, Cambridge Improv Factory also have a show next week and the Ministry just had a set of shows and we've got our monthly shows and the Impronauts are, well, I'll talk about that later. Yes, um, <laughs> so there's there's a lot going on and it's also super easy to get into London and stay connected to all of that scene. And um, it means, because our monthly nights, we have guests up, um, it means that it's really easy for people to get to from London. Mm. Um, so we have a lot of people based in London come up. Buffet came up recently, um, dudes. And uh, but it's also quite easy for people uh, who might be more northern to get down. Uh, we had a group from Nottingham come down last night. The Vox Pops, they oh, were great. Yeah, um, and all of the sort of East Anglia people as well. We're very connected to them. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's a great place to be right now. It must be really great to have your own night every month. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic, and um, it's a really nice venue. Um, thirsty they do sort of craft beers and craft wines and there's a food truck out front all like there's a different food truck each month wow, as well excellent so it's just even even if we weren't in the show i would still go along because it's <laughs> great um and it's really nice the fact that uh, it brings in so much new improv into cambridge as well um mm. we don't have to go anywhere to see these great shows that are all coming to us yes. which is amazing so, um, how does the night run? What happens? I'm kind of interested in sort of the admin side of things. Okay, Hugh is our admin monster. Marvelous. So, he organises most things. Um, so wonderful. Um, and the night runs with the guests come on first. They do their 
each set, whatever set they want to do, um, usually about half an hour long. And then there's a break, an interval in the middle, get some more drinks. And then we go on and we do our um, full hour long heist. Um, and that's, yeah, that's how the night runs. That sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect Thursday. Everyone, everyone, every improv group should have an admin monster. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we love, we love Hugh. He uh, is amazing. Um, does does so much all the social media and everything. Um, I feel lucky I've got access to our Twitter and Instagram accounts now, so I'm like, ah, oh, I feel some of the power. <laughs> but um, yeah, so great. Cool. And you're also involved in the Women in UK Mentoring Network. Yes. Tell me about this. Yes. So it's something that um, I think Carla set up. Uh, Carla Keane. Carla Keane. Yep. Who's also Cambridge based and is wonderful. I've taken over now. Um, it's connecting women across the UK um, who want to be mentors with people who want to be men mentored. Yeah, mentees and mentors. <laughs> um, I, I, I felt that I should have jumped in to rescue you there, but I feel that I would not have been any help. <laughs> um, yeah, so connecting people based on sort of their interests, like if they want to learn more about musical improv, if they want to learn more about starting to prov, um, long form narrative, there's people who want to get back in after doing a long break, being away from improv, um, there's people who want to make it professionally, um, connecting them all with other awesome women who can help out. Um, and it's been really great just seeing everyone get to know each other and yeah. I get to email everyone, so I get to know everyone. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's just a really nice initiative uh, of people supporting other people. Yeah, sounds great. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I mentor some people and I'm mentored by some people and it's just, it's wonderful. Can you talk me through the process of either being a mentor or being a mentee? Um, so, you know, just how it works. Okay, so um, I mentor someone called Zoe. She's in London. She's in uh, a group called Margaret. Go see them. They're great. Um, <laughs> a little bit of promo there. Yeah, does being a mentor mainly involve you plugging your mentees groups on it po does podcasts? Now. It does now. Um, so, yeah, just meeting up every once in a while. I think it varies depending on um, who the pairings are. Like, I know some people who have gone to film, have, have got their shows filmed and then do analysis. Oh, I like, love that. So that's like deep level. It's yeah. based on time commitments. I yes. unfortunately have not got around to doing that yet. Yes. Um, but giving advice um, on any area, um, starting up new formats. Um, so it's just having a chat through, revisiting, seeing what's happened, what hasn't happened, um, what more advice you can give. Um, and it's just having two-way conversation about improv like this. About like this, yeah. <laughs> Well, I feel very much mentored by ah. my guests. <laughs> um, and you're looking, um, is that open to more women? If they, uh... Yeah, it's open to anyone. Um, so it was originally posted on the UK Ladies of Improv Facebook group um, that I think you have to apply to get into it. I can't remember. Um, I that signed would, up. That last. would seem sensible. Yeah, yeah. Um, screen, you are a lady, you are in improv. Two um, <laughs> <laughs> of my favourite uh, things. Yeah. Um, and then it's just filling out a little form um, and uh, that helps me see what the interests are of the person and what they want to work on. 
um, and what they feel their expertise is to teach people. Um, and then I try and match everyone up. That's um, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I'm really keen on, well, weekends like this, programs like that. Mm. Just anything that brings people together and yeah. gets them talking and sharing ideas. Because, yeah. you know, we're all, we may have different approaches, but we're all, you know, walk, working towards broadly the same thing. And it's like, yeah. you know, the more we can talk to other people, and the more ideas will spark, the more we can collaborate. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's it's great, like, chatting um, with my mentee gave me an idea for a show that I'm now putting on in, in June. So it's worked both ways and I'm, it's, it's just a lot of fun. I think my favorite thing is networking. The, the guys in my group say that I, uh, I network like a ferret hound. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but I just love meeting people and chatting. So. I'm going to assume best intentions. That is a, a lovely thing hmm. to be. But it, but it, it seems useful to have, you know, an improv monster, uh, not an improv monster, <laughs> I mean, that would be good, <laughs> an admin monster is what I meant to say, you could yeah. have an admin monster, you're a, per, a person monster, oh, yeah. no, I'm not quite sure that's how, how I'm feel. just a monstrous person, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean, uh, uh, you know, to have, yeah. you know, it'd be yeah. good if everyone was good at all things, but if you have different people that's, you know, like a, that, yeah. that seems a good combination. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, we're all good at everything. Brilliant. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned that you're directing a show. Yes. Tell me about this. Uh, speaking of monsters, it's um, Attack of the 50 Foot Improvisers. Uh, it's going to be an improvised B-movie. Uh, sticking with the movies, like I know. Um, <laughs> but it's my first time directing and producing. Um, and so it's very exciting. We've just started doing rehearsals. Um, it's with the Cambridge Impronauts, who are another Cambridge-based group. So I joined them a couple of weeks back, um, my second group. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we've had two rehearsals so far. One's been stage fighting. Um, Excellent. Tell, so me how, tell me how you did that. Um, we practiced our ear pulls, hair pulls, choking, kicking, punching, slapping. Did it out um, on Jesus Green, which is just uh, a big park in Cambridge. <laughs> um, so got some very funny looks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge fan of park prof, yeah. uh, but I've never done stage combat in the park before. Yeah, I'm surprised that no one said anything, um, <laughs> but it was great. It was great fun. And then um, did a lot of character work and scene painting. I feel like with B-movies, it's all about being over the top dramatic. So having very, very strong characters and physicalities and um, object work. And from there... I just why I want there to be loads of really fun death scenes as well. That's going to be great. We've been watching a lot of B-movies. Cool. Um, Surf Nazis Must Die was the last one. Right. A ter terrible, but also fantastic. My <laughs> favourite bit is where they establish that they are bad by stealing this woman. is just walking along the beach, carrying a whole watermelon, and, <laughs> and a Nazi runs up and just grabs it and runs off. I was like, mm. I mean, I'm not in favour of people stealing the fruit from anybody else. <laughs> but if only Nazis, if that's the worst thing that, that was Nazis, what they did, both that then be... and indeed now, yeah. that's the worst they did, well, yeah. maybe it would be a better place. The world would be a better place. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so what the, the Toxic Avenger is another one that we watched. Um, 
what, ins- yeah. what inspired you? What was the inspiration to do improvised B-movies? Um, so it came from a conversation I was having um, with Zoe about different formats and I thought it would be really fun. I suggested it for her initially and then I have stolen it now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's really fun. It's not something that many people have done, I don't think. I don't, um, I'm not aware of anybody. Yeah, so I was like, it's a niche that hasn't been filled. Um, really? I really, I, I love, I love terrible movies. Um, yeah, Cockneys versus Zombies is one of my... I've heard of that, I've not seen it. Is one it of good? my favourite, the best bit is there's a chase scene between a zombie and someone in a Zimmer frame. And it's just absolutely fantastic. There's, there's so much fun. Um, and they're so stupid. And, and I just, I, it's, I mean, it's kind of like improv sometimes. It's a lot of fun and it can be very stupid. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun, high energy show. And I'm very excited. Cool. What's it like working or being a part of the Impronauts? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, yeah, I've only just started, but it's... Um, you, you came in quickly. It's like two weeks and I'm directing a show now. Yeah, it was, I think it was actually two weeks. Yeah. yeah. We, I pitched the show in the pub and they were like, yeah, yeah, you're doing this now. I was like, okay, cool. Go improvisers. <laughs> improvisers and they're yes ending your suggestions in oh, the pub. That sounds supporting. amazing. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, so very supportive. Um, they're great. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun working with them all there's a mix of students and non-students there um so yeah it's actually quite a quite a mix of people and it's good yeah brilliant that sounds like a really fun uh that sounds like a really fun show that yeah as you say no one else is doing but you know audiences can go oh yeah yeah it's an obvious concept um and i'm surprised that not really other people are doing it um and we've got a slot which is at 11pm at night, so it's Ooh. going to be a lot of very drunken audiences straight after the Cambridge University exam season finishes. Right. Um, so hopefully there'll be, it'll be quite big, energetic crowds, which is what I want. Cool. And have you worked out what you can ask the audience for suggestions? I think like get them, I haven't quite decided whether I'm going to get them to give the full title or just a suggestion of something that's scary and then a descriptive word to go with that. Um, yeah, so I need to decide on that. And I think yes. I'll come through doing some more rehearsals and seeing what's easiest. Because, I mean, if you get the suggestion of the monster, then you can just stick attack of or invasion of in front of that. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah I, um, yeah, I think both those techniques sound good. I'm a big fan of written suggestions. Yeah. I like a written suggestion mm. for a title or something. Yeah, I think if they're longer, definitely yes. writing them down. But also, I kind of, I like having stuff, having the audience yell things. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that gets it into the sort of mood. Like, right, yeah, yeah. with stuff like Rocky Horror, where they put it on the TV, I kind of class it as a B-movie, but not quite. Because um, <laughs> I just love it so much. But where stuff gets yelled out yes it adds to the atmosphere yeah what sort of um do you know what sort of format you're um it's gonna yeah it's gonna take a similar format to the heist i'm gonna adapt it from that um possibly with uh there's there's often a narrator um that just opens and closes things uh i haven't decided if i'm starting with a narrator or just someone dying extremely loudly and quickly 
uh, that will wake everyone up if, uh, if that happens. That does sound, that sounds a very innovative way to start a show. I do like the sound of that. Um, yeah, but obviously in one of the main tropes of a B-movie is the twist at the end. Uh. Where it's like, oh, have they, they haven't actually defeated everything. Like, they're just the zombie hand sticks up or... Uh, or yeah, they find out that there's there's one little shark egg bobbing uh, about, um, something like that. So that's going to be in the sort of red area. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds lovely. That yeah. Sounds really lovely. How did you discover improv? What's your improv origin story? Um, so my brother did improv, and uh, he went to we went to the same university, Durham University. Um, it was in one of the summer holidays. He was, we were both back home. Well, I was working um, just outside of London and he was back in Portsmouth. So we met up in the, in the middle in London um, with one of, well, now both of our friends, Ryan, um, Ryan Murphy, uh, and went to see a show at Hoopla. And it was an improvised opera set in <laughs> Coventry in the 90s about <laughs> devil worship. And I was just like... I These was, are all my favourite things. I was blown away. I was like, how, how are people doing this? I want to do this. Um, and Ryan was running, was the workshop officer for Shellshock, who are the Durham University troupe um, uh-huh. at the time. So he was like, come along, um, see, see what we do. And so I did. And it was great. Um, my brother actually was just, had just graduated, so we didn't overlap uh-huh. in the group. So it's a bit weird for him, and I was talking about all of these people, all of his friends. But uh, yeah, it's really nice, um, very very friendly bunch, um, and it was a really fun way. But, I mean, it, well, obviously, I'm still doing it. Yes. So that was back in 2016. So what sort of stuff did Shellshock do while you were there? Um, we did a fair bit of Armando's. We did a lot. It was more short form um, than what I do now. So, yeah, mainly short-form shows with Armando's um, sometimes um, or lists of scenes. Those would be the long-form elements of it. Um, yeah, lots of, lots of short-form games, party quirks and interrogation and murder chase and all of the classics. Yeah, yeah, So tell me about Dmitry Mendeleev. <laughs> um, so I work for the Royal Society of Chemistry uh, and did a degree in chemistry. And Dmitry Mendeleev is the father of the periodic table. As everyone knows. All my listeners know this. As everyone knows. And obviously everyone knows that it's the UNESCO World Heritage International Year of the Periodic Table. That's why we're here. Hashtag IYPT 2019. (laughs) Um, And I had had just taught a rap workshop um, (laughs) in Cambridge. And we were in the pub. And some people from um, work came in. We got chatting and it was like, so firstly, they were like, oh, why are you here? And I was like, well, obviously, I've just taught these guys how to to rap. rap. Um, (laughs) uh, And yeah, that that shocked them. It was quite a, it was a little while back. So um, they they didn't really know me so well back then at work. (laughs) Now they're like, oh, she's. She's the weird one who submits. I submitted an anonymous rap about the life of Dmitry Mendeleev into the suggestions box. 
box for um, the International Year of the Periodic Table celebrations right. um, that the Royal Society of Chemistry have been doing. Um, they haven't quite uh, figured out what they're going to do with it yet. <laughs> but they found out that it was you, despite the yeah, fact it was anonymous. I, I they look around the office and go, yeah. Well, I heard back through through sources <laughs> in the office that um, they they had been asking who had written this thing that had been done. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I confess to it, but I'm not sure what's happening with it yet. They talked about wanting the choir to perform it. <laughs> I've never heard the choir rap before, so I'm a little bit worried. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. But basically it stemmed off of this conversation in the pub where they were like, you do that? Oh, you should do something for the International Year of the Periodic Table. And I was like, yes, that sounds great. Yes, and I have written this full thing. <laughs> you didn't think I was serious. I'm serious. Um, so that's great. I'm thinking about doing other scientists next. Uh, maybe the Curies next, because sticking with that periodic table theme um, where... Marie Curie Curium, um, Marie and Pierre. Cool. So. Well, I mean, can you can you give us a few lines from the periodic table rap? I've got to ask the question. Oh, gosh. You can say no, but I've got to ask the question. Um, I can do a few of the opening. I don't remember it all off by no, heart. It's because, quite... And that you know that's fine. Just give them. Also, give them I don't lines. have the voice for Mendeleev. Like, really? I want someone quite gruff to perform it. That's why I I don't perform it um, ah, right. as such. But I will. Do the opening bars. Um, so, hey there, friends. It's nice to meet thee. My name's Dimitri. Now take a seat, please, and I'll tell you all a little fable about my life and this famous table. I guess we'll start with my early life. My dad, a teacher, my mum, his wife, the most badass woman there ever could be. Yes, she ran the family glass factory. Um, and then you can find out more <laughs> Ooh, by listening to the full thing, which isn't out anywhere. But <laughs> That's amazing. That's really good. <laughs> Thank you very much for doing that. <laughs> Are you somebody that finds improv books um, helpful or do you prefer to learn in the classroom? And if the former is true, do you have a particular book you think the listener should read? Um, so I have read one and a half improv books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one that I got all the way through was Jill Bernard's cute oh. little book of improv. <laughs> And it's amazing, it and it covers amazing. everything that you need to know. Uh, it does, actually, yes. And in I a, would recommend that book. In a very short period of time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I managed to read it all in one sitting. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm much more of a doer than a reader. Um, I have, to, I think because all day at work I'm, you know, looking at screens or reading manuscripts or whatever. So I really like being out and about and talking to people. I find it a lot easier to understand something when someone's talking me through it. Definitely. Um, and just being loud is much more fun than sitting quietly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. If someone were to step on stage of you, yeah. what could they do to delight you? Ooh. Um, I think having a very, very strong physicality and character offering being, being something unusual, something that I wouldn't expect. Ah, um, what do you expect? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's hard. It depends on the on the situation. Um, I've done enough scenes set in swimming pools and things now. <laughs> like, no, please, no. If you're going to be in a kitchen, don't be chopping carrots. <laughs> like, 
how often do you chop carrots in real life? But in improv, it's just all the time. Well, if only this was going out live, because I would be able to plug my workshop, which is using uh, using movement to subvert cliché. And I am planning on going to it. Oh, I'm that would be lovely. Very excited. <laughs> you are the only audience member <laughs> that, that plug would actually, I realise, would be appropriate or available to. So uh, thank you for saying you're going to come along. Yeah. Oh, I just realised that could have been a potentially awkward moment. Be just like, oh, oh it's oh, okay. Cool. That's right. That's nice, Stuart. Moving on. So yeah, that, but yeah, so that's actually something that I've been thinking about, and it's the um, well, it's a Stephen Davidson idea from yeah. Play Like an Ally. It's like, yes, stereotypes and cliches can be useful as a shortcut into getting into a scene, but certainly when you've been in doing improv for a while, it's like I never want to see a submarine where someone brings down the periscope, yeah, and looks around again. I'm like, it's not a terrible move, and it's kind of, but it's just like. There's so many different things that we could be doing. Yeah. Like, I want to be that decapitated head in the fridge rather than the person chopping carrots in that kitchen. Yes, yes. There's so many things I could be. Yes. Um, Yeah, and I know that... I I don't mind it if if you're, like, a beginner improviser and, you know, that's what you've reached for. And that's kind of fine. I understand why people do it. But let's make other choices. Yeah. And that's that's what we're going to be uh, exploring oh, in my workshop so using exciting. physicality, using some. Uh, I might just all cut this all out because this is irrelevant to everybody <laughs> but you. Um, but using sort of lab and movement analysis to kind of do that thing where yeah. you take a, p- a part of your body and you you use that in a certain way to inspire a character and, yeah. and hopefully take you in different directions. Yeah, um, that'd be fun. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm very much hoping that'll be the case. Um, and I mean, maybe if you're in an audience and you don't see many improv shows, then you're not going to be as tired of it as people who've seen lots of improv shows. But I just think, I don't know, let's try and do something. Do something new. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, part of my favourite thing is um, giving suggestions and I guess mainly in rehearsals. I don't give suggestions in shows because I feel like new people should get the chance to do that. But in rehearsals, we had one where it was like, I like to do um, word association. So if I if I think of a suggestion... Uh, I will just go through and associate until it's actually time to say the suggestion out loud. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so I, it was asked, asked for a relationship um, on, we were in rehearsal on Monday night, and uh, I, I shouted out, soldier, and someone who's just finished cracking an egg. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It's a great relationship. <laughs> and it was a beautiful scene. Really? Um, yeah. Sometimes there's the suggestion will be so good there's nothing more for the improviser <laughs> to do. I'm worried that, that that suggestion might be too good. It was, it was pretty fun, yeah. But it's interesting that you're doing that sort of A to B to C thing. Uh, when giving the suggestion as whereas yeah. most people generally do that when they're taking the suggestion and they associate one thing and then another thing and then they you know, improvise around that so you just kind of extrapolated that into a different circumstance yeah it just means they're more more varied suggestions yes. you know and it's you know you as an improviser you should be able to do a good improv scene almost regardless of the quality of the suggestion yeah but sometimes it's when you get that Ooh, ooh, I'm really excited about um, yeah. that suggestion and, and, and playing in that world. And that's, yeah, that's a really lovely thing. So. Yeah. But yes, as I say, it's, it's, it's important to the person asking for the suggestion to frame it 
because you can do things that will help get good suggestions. Yeah. Um, can we no longer? This is not. Can we? Um, Katie Shute uh, in her uh, Improvisers Waybook talks oh, yeah. about. Um, please, please, can we stop using the phrase non-geographical location? Because even I don't really know what that means, and I'm an improviser. And if I was in the audience going, what do you mean a non-geographical location? I don't understand. Anyway. Yeah, everything's geographical. Everything's geography. Okay, fair enough. You're just leaving me hanging on that one. No, fair enough. You came through on the, uh, the uh, workshop. That's best. Um, <laughs> so, big final question. Oh, okay. Bum, bum, bum. Temporarily forgotten what the big final question is, and I ask it every time. Doing a slight drum roll. That's good. A small one. I remember what it is. <gasps> um, what's your signature move? What do you do that saves the day, brings down the house, has everyone going? Classic, Catherine. Oh, classic. See, I think. Hmm. Oh, so that's a good question. Thank you. That is a good question. So I save it till the end. Um. I think classic me. I tend to play quite frantic characters, um, so lots of very high energy. Um, if I'm stirring a pot, I'm stirring seventeen pots at the same time. You know. Ah, interesting. Um, I, I think that's probably what would. I think that's the most fun. And is that reflective of how you are off stage? Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have too much going on. I schedule my time to like 15 minute intervals so that I can do everything at once. Um, but yeah, bringing that frantic energy. That's, that's what I like to think anyway. That sounds like a wonderful thing. And bonus extra last question. If there was something you could see more of in the improv scene in London. Um, in Cambridge. UK, I was aiming for. Or UK. I felt oh, I've, I've got it wrong at all. <laughs> uh, that's teaching me for improvising a question. Um, if, yeah, could, if there was something you could see more of, what would you like to see more of in the UK, London, or indeed Cambridge? Collaboration, just coming together at events like this. This is the best. I love improvisers, they're the best kind of people. <laughs> they're so much fun and so supportive. So being able to connect more with people all across the country. Um, it would be great to do some collaborative shows more. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, coming together. Let's do that. And also, that was a very nice narrative thing. We started talking about the British Improv Project. And we're and back we're here back again. Here again. <laughs> Thank you for being a guest on the Improv London podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I get a sticker. Now. Yes, you can have a sticker now. Here is the sticker. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Stick it on proud so everyone can see. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I made this. That's improv! <laughs> <laughs>